0: Let's get it going on the Locked On Thunder Podcast. On the Locked On Podcast Network, your teams every day. I am your host and founder of BricktownBuckets.com, Ryland Styles. You can follow me on Twitter at Rylan underscore Styles. It's at R-Y-L-A-N underscore S-T-I-L-A-S. You can follow the show on Twitter at L-O-ThunderPod. Email the show, lo Pod at gmail.com. Call into the show, 405 362 7128 on today's show, brought to you by Miklov Ultra. Today's episode is brought to you by Miklov Ultra. Are you happy because you win, or do you win because you're happy? At only 2.6 carbs and 95 calories, it's only worth it if you enjoy it. Stay tuned for the Ultra Player of the Week coming later on in this episode. This episode, again, is brought to you by Miklov Ultra. I want to talk about SGA's return. I want to talk about this game for the Thunder, which is a really good game despite the score and despite the loss. There's so much to dive into from SGA to Tail Maldon and so much more. But we start, as we always do, with the game overview. SGA came back from that knee injury. He's 100%, but Al Horford goes out with a resting situation because, of course, the Thunder are on the second end of the back-to-back, and, of course, you're going to rest Al Horford. So the Thunder were still not 100% in this game. And then they also, of course, were without George Hill, who is still out with that thumb injury. The biggest factor in this game was truly the rest. The Thunder not only were on the second night of a back-to-back, but did not get to Memphis until 4 p.m. They didn't get to Memphis until 4 p.m., about 4.45 roughly, for an 8 o'clock tip-off. Of course they didn't have the same legs that they otherwise would have later in the game in that fourth quarter. And that's why you saw, despite the t- the game being tied at the start of the fourth quarter, this game slip away rather quickly for Oklahoma city. Now the starters for the thunder were SGA, Lou Dort, Tail Maldon, Darius Miller and Isaiah Roby. Roby steps in for Al Horford, who's out with the rest and Roby had a really, really good game. Six of the first 16 points came from SGA tonight and SGA had 10 points in that first quarter. And Shea did so very efficiently in that first quarter he shot 66% from the floor, 100% from beyond the arc, and 100% at the line, going five for five at the line in the first quarter, just picking up right where he left off. It was just a beautiful thing to watch SGA play. And he makes this already fun Thunder team so much more enjoyable, so much more fun does SGA. And he had that play in that first quarter where he splits the defense. I don't know how he does it. I mean, he splits. Uh, Grayson Allen and I believe it was Anderson. He splits those two gets at the top of the key. He drives to the rim and finishes over Valenciunas. I, I don't know how Shea speeds up his body and slows down his body all at the same time to maneuver through defenses. SGA was his classic self. I mean, obviously there are points in the game where maybe he didn't have his rhythm. I mean, he only goes two for five from beyond the arc and he shoots 42% from the floor, which normally that number will be a lot higher, but he still got to the rim and still got to the line eight times. He scored 22 points in on this one and got six assists to go along with his three rebounds. SGA for the first game back after missing, you know, the last however many games he's missed and, and dealing with that knee injury. SGA was, was brilliant tonight in 32 minutes. I think that SGA is still an all-star cover player, but of course he will not make it this year because of the missed time, because of the the lack of the body of work. But watching SGA and John Morant go at it tonight was an absolute treat. And I think that this is going to be, if the front offices of each club, the Thunder and the Grizzlies, if they do their jobs, if they develop talent, if they continue to build a roster, this is going to be one of those marquee matchups for years to come. This is going to be a game that nationally is circled on on TNT or ESPN. This is going to be one of those games that people want to tune into because John Morant and SGA are that special, as long as their front offices can build a team around them to make them must-watch TV, which both teams have already laid a good foundation of doing so in a couple of years. Now, also in this game regarding Shea, he played off the ball a lot more, specifically around that third quarter whenever he and Tim were on the floor together. And Tail Alvon had an excellent game tonight. Now that could be due to a lot of things. It could be just simply due to the fact that you want to work SGA back and don't want to give him such a, a big load his first night back. It could also be due to you want to experiment. You want to see what Tail Alvon can do as a point guard with a, a guy the caliber of SGA around him. Then it could just be due to this is what they're going to do from now on. Like This is going to be what the entire Mark Dignot system is built on. It's going to be built on versatility, which he says it is. And so we don't really know if it's going to be a, a staple moving forward, but in this game, your point guard in SGA spent a lot of time off ball when he shared the floor with Tail Maladon, and, and that pairing really, really worked, and it was a fun pairing to watch. And, and that's what SGA really does. He, he creates way more opportunity. He creates way more, you know, of a of a ability to mix and match for Mark Degnot, an ability to combine different players and make it all fit together because of SGA and because of what he can do. He unlocks so many new combinations of lineups, even while Al Horford and George Hill are on the bench. We still have not seen this team with their best players every night. You're missing two or four best players. I mean, you're missing SGA and Hill or you're missing Horford and Hill every night you're missing somebody, but SGA brings a different dynamic to this team that, No one else does for the Thunder roster, even in year three, even at 22 years old, even with all those qualifiers you have, SGA was nothing short of excellent tonight, and it still was not his best self. We still do not see his best effort because he's getting back his legs and he's getting back into basketball shape, but it's tough to sit around and not play an NBA game. Nothing can quite simulate that NBA game, no matter the pregame routines you go through or the practices you go through, nothing can get you into that form. And for SGA to just pick the ball up and go for 22 points was excellent, including getting to the line line eight times, which really helps him out. Now, Lou Dort was also really good in this game. Baisley had a a massive turnaround in this game. But Tail Maldon, for me, stole the show in this contest. In his 33 minutes, he showed why he can be special. He shoots 57% from the floor, 80% from beyond the arc, going four for five from three-point land. He is Fearless when he drives to the rim. I mean, there was that drive where he starts to load up as he was going to go slam on Brandon Clark, which I have no idea why he thought he could do that, but he was just fearless and was going to attack the rim relentlessly. And that drive sent him to the line. And, and I think that not only is he fearless on the floor, he just looks like he, he doesn't care in the sense of not, not a bad way. In the sense of, he looks like he doesn't, isn't afraid of anything, but also isn't even exerting too much effort to do so it just comes naturally to him he's so smooth he's so efficient with all of his movements on the floor not just the efficient shooting but literally the the actual movement on the basketball floor is efficient he is a a high iq basketball player a brilliant basketball player and his vision is far above what a 19 year old's vision should be and his ability to pass at any angle I mean that pass to Muscala in the corner. Tail Maldon makes it look simple. It makes it look easy. That was not an easy pass in the fourth quarter, but he found Mike Muscala right there in the corner. Muscala could could knock down the shot and could go right into a shot from the pass. It was brilliant. And you're seeing Tail Maldon develop before your eyes. He's he's got the goods now. To what extent? Again, I don't really care about the box score, but he did go 14 points and he got two assists in this one. Had way more potential assists. Had five rebounds, can fill up a stat sheet with two assists, I mean, and two steals, I should say, plays much better defense than anyone to give him credit for coming into the league. What does it mean moving forward? I still think that Tail Maldon's a really good sixth man and a really good bench player and a really good leader of your bench unit at that point guard spot. But the versatility and the the lack of a drop-off is going to be big. It might not be big right now, but in the future, the fact that on any given night, Tail Maldon can move up to your starting lineup. And, and you do not feel a drop-off, you do not feel a difference between who your normal starter is and Tail Malvon, will be a big deal for contending teams and for teams that want to win championships. That is such a, a great value to find in the second round, and Tail Malvon was awesome tonight. We mentioned it before, but it is time for the Mikla Ultra Player of the Week. Mikla it's only worth it if you enjoy it. 2.6 carbs and 95 calories, The joy of drinking Mikla Vulture creates success. What created success for the Oklahoma City Thunder tonight and throughout this week has been Lou Dort. Lou Dort has brought in every Thunder fan, but every NBA fan around social media Joy and happiness this last week. He's found himself on ESPN's The Jump, one of the most popular midday NBA shows. He's found himself on World Wide Web's Twitter account. He's found himself getting into national conversations for a team that has zero nationally televised games that shows you the kind of enjoyment thunder fans have gotten watching him throughout this entire season and specifically this last week where he goes for 20 points last night and again tonight gives you a strong defensive effort and a big offensive effort including knocking down three balls with high arcs something like like their Dirk Nowitzki shots from back in the day lou dort is phenomenal and he makes me so happy when i'm watching the thunder play but are you happy because you win or do you win because you're happy that is the question Check out Miklov Ultra and tune in next week for the Miklov Ultra Player of the Week. We are back on Locked on Thunder. When this show is over, check out Locked on Today. Get more of the sport news you need in less time with our new Locked on Today podcast. Peter Bukowski hosts a breakdown of the biggest stories with analysis from our local experts Start your day off with all the sport news you need in under 20 minutes. Subscribe to the Locked On Today podcast wherever you get your podcasts from, including the Radio.com app. I, I talked about SGA, and I talked a bit about Tail Maldon, but Tail Maldon is going to be a legit player, and he was feeling it from beyond the arc tonight, and, and I'm interested to see more from him. Like I want to get a bigger sample size of what Tail Maldon can do, I want to see what's legit and what's not legit about a shooting because right now the the look of a shot, right, just the mechanics of it look really good. It goes down quite a bit, and so that's really good for now. But it is a small sample size. don't want to overreact to anything. But if he can incorporate a really strong three-point shot with his ability to drive and facilitate an offense, it's a really strong case for Teo on being a high-impact player. Again, you don't want to get over here. We're still early in the season, but Tail Maladon's been really good so far in his limited action for various reasons. In this game, Lou Dort only scored 11 points and did so on 20% from the floor, 14% from beyond the arc, and he was fearless when shooting that 3-point shot and and you like that from him. Again, his shot will level off at 33%, 34%, 32%, somewhere in that range, and you're going to have these nights, you're also going to have nights like last night, whenever he did shoot 33% and he went for 20 points I think that the big thing with his shot is that it looks good. I mean, it has a high arc on it. I compared it to Dirk Nowitzki earlier, which is a big deal for me. And he was able, once again, to find a way to get to the line and find a way to improve his offense whenever he saw his shot was not going to fall. He goes to the line seven times, goes six for seven from the free throw line, pours in 11 points, gets two rebounds, one assist, one block, and plays really good defense. Now, with the Grizzlies, they were doing a good job of screening off Lou Dort so he was not always matched up on John ja Morant as John ja Morant goes for a 15 point triple double in this game. They did a really good job of being able to alleviate Ja from Lou Dort, but a player that had a better game than Lou Dort is Darius Baisley. In this game, Darius Baisley shot 50% from both the floor and the, and the three point line and in the first five minutes of this game, he had two costly turnovers. He also finished with two turnovers in this game, and he was getting ripped apart because he missed a couple shots. He had a couple turnovers. He was out of sorts for the first five minutes of this game. And just all over Twitter there, it's just bashing, Baisley, bashing, Baisley. And he actually just had the opposite game of what he's normally had. Like normally these last two games or three games, however long it's been, he started out really hot, and you thought, okay, this is going to be the game. This is going to be the game that Baisley puts it all together. And then he kind of tampers off a bit as the game progresses in this game. He has a couple rough possessions to start the game off. And then from there, he's excellent. He's excellent. 18 points on 50% efficiency, seven rebounds two assists. I would like to see him get more rebounds than just the seven. And I feel like I'm getting greedy there. I feel like, I feel like seven is a good number for a power forward and for Darius Baisley, but I'm getting greedy just knowing the potential he has to go crash the boards. But Baisley played good defense as well in this game, which cannot be overshadowed. I think that with Baisley, he had the slow start, really didn't get started like about late first quarter, early second quarter. If he can put together a consistent 48 minutes and a consistent all-around game, you're going to finally see that flash from him. And there was moments in this game, especially that third quarter, where Brandon Clark and Terrius Baisley were going back and forth, back and forth. And, of course, those two guys were always going to be attached to each other as they were traded for each other on draft night. But the big thing thing for Baisley is that his shot went in. Like It sounds simple, but his three-point shot fell four times out of eight. And just seeing that he can extend to the three-point range, which we saw in the bubble. The bubble is where he had his coming-out party from his perimeter shooting aspect of it. And that finally carried over in this game. And you're hoping that he can start to build on this. I wouldn't say that this was a game that deserves a ton of praise or as if this is going to be the best game he can ever have. He's going to get better than this and he's going to be better than this. This is only a starting point for him. He has unlimited potential, especially as a playmaker in this game. He only gets two assists and I want to see him get to facilitate an offense with the ball in his hands more which will come with time throughout this season. But the big thing is his shot was falling and that is so critical for him because there's just too many cooks in the kitchen, right? Diallo has gotten a taste of that, you know, point guard position. Lou Dort has gotten a taste of that point guard position. You also have tail Maldon and SGA who are legitimate point guards and want to be the point guards of the future for this team. There's not a lot of playmaking to go around after that. Like like after that, you've ran out of, time with the ball to be a playmaker. It's time to knock down shots. And Darius Baisley did that tonight. And whenever you add Al Horford back in the fold, he wants to be a playmaker and he's a really good playmaker in his own right. So whenever you get to that point, you've got to adjust your game and do different things. And Baisley did that tonight. And you can start to see him putting it together a bit. My favorite thing about Darius Baisley is his ability to snap and clear. He never lingers on something, good or bad. He never lingers. He could have compounded the problem after those couple turnovers, after the couple missed shots, after he got exposed a little bit on defense early on. He, could have, been, he just, could have just folded. He could have just been done for the night. But instead, he continued to chip away and play his style of basketball. He never once did something out of character or did something out of his skill set because he wanted to press and because he wanted to overcome those mistakes. He just continued to play the way he's supposed to play, and it resulted in a really good night overall for him. And whenever he puts those games together for a consistent stretch and from the opening tip off to the final buzzer, you're going to see exactly why he's a first round pick. He's a first round talent. And I think even if he redrafted that draft, he'd go first round still, obviously. But Baisley had a good game. Isaiah Roby in that starting lineup had a good game, 10 points in this one. And the big thing with Roby, I don't care if they went one for three. He shot three threes and he shot them with confidence. He shot them in stride. He did not hesitate to shoot them. We talked about this yesterday. Isaiah can shoot the three ball. Like He can stretch the floor. He's just got to trust himself, and he's got to believe that he can stretch the floor. He's got to believe that he can do all those things. And tonight he did. Tonight you saw him shoot at will, and it results in 33% shooting from beyond the arc. And for a center, all right, for your big man, I'm cool with 33% from beyond the arc. And the Thunder in this game, surprisingly, had one of their best nights from beyond the arc. As a team, they shot 40 which gets drugged down a bit by that fourth quarter in which they lost their legs. But again, on the second night of a back-to-back, getting in at 4 p.m. for an 8 p.m. tip-off without Al Horford, they had one of their better shooting three-point games. As teams have been letting them shoot the three-ball, and they've been taking the opportunity. They shot 41 times tonight from beyond the arc, and this was the night that they cashed in, and it resulted in the Thunder playing a really competitive game in Memphis and scoring 113 points. It still leads you to wonder, what can happen if George Hill's in this lineup and if Al Horford's in this lineup and what could they be with Isaiah Roby clicking with those two guys and and the newfound Hamadou Diallo who's truly turned a corner in this game despite his lack of efficiency he did shoot more mid-range shots in this game than he liked to he's still not shooting overly great from the mid-range 36 percent this season from the mid-range area which is his career high you know tied for his career high but that came in his rookie season and it's still not all that great. You would love to see him either cut down the mid range shot or truly focus on it. Because for me, the does not even have to be a three point shooter, right? Like he does not have to be a consistent or even a good, or even an average three point shooter to get to another level offensively to become a better score offensively. If you have to respect the Yallow's mid-range shot and you have to close out on that mid-range shot or, or play tighter up on him, he can take you off the dribble. He's too athletic. He is simply too athletic to guard at the NBA level. And you're seeing him get to his spots well at the mid-range. Like these mid-range shots are not where he's just smothered. It's just that he can't make them. Like, like he's getting open looks at the elbow. He's getting open floaters. They're just not falling for him. And if he can get them to fall, if he can figure out a way to make those shots. He becomes this Lou Williams type microwave score off the bench with the energy plays, the effort plays and the bucket getting. He could do wonders for his future. If he can do that moving forward. I think that a lot of guys want to become good three point shooters. It's the modern era. It's, it's, you know, 2021 three point shootings, all the rage, but for Diallo, it could just be the mid range shot that he needs to figure out and iron out and shoot better than 36% from the mid range. And that's brought to you by cleaningtheglass.com. I love using cleaningtheglass.com for all that interesting, nerdy stat look at things from the NBA perspective. I want to tell you about betonline.ag. BetOnline.ag is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all of your sport action. Football might be over, but the NBA, college basketball, and NHL are in full swing. BetOnline even covers awards, TV shows, and reality TV. Real-time updated odds and props on almost anything you can imagine. BetOnline has you covered for all the news, scores, and odds. It's the best way to place your bets and sign up for free at BetOnline.ag. Head on over to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today. Receive a 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. BetOnline, your online sportsbook experts. Go over to BetOnline.ag, use promo code LockedOn, and whenever you do, whenever you go to BetOnline.ag and use promo code LockedOn, you will receive a 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. So do not hesitate. Go to BetOnline.ag right now. I also want to tell you about our good friends over at rockauto.com. Rockauto.com is a family-owned business serving you auto parts online for 20 years. That's right. 20 years ago, you probably had no idea how to even work the internet. And if your landline wrong, all of a sudden your internet would stop working. It was a disaster. But you could have been going to rockauto.com and finding all the parts that your car would ever need at rockauto.com. Literally anything and everything that you can think of for your car, they have at rockauto.com from floor mats, brake modules, windshield wipers, whatever it is for a car that you need, you can get at rockauto.com. My favorite thing about rockauto.com is that I do not have to know anything about cars to be able to shop there. All I have to know is my make, my model, my year. I'll put it into their database and they're only going to show me parts that are compatible with my vehicle. That way I'm not wasting money on parts I don't need, parts I cannot use, and I can actually shop there with their assistance from their database. And The best thing about rockauto.com is that they're not going to upcharge you. You know, auto parts stores, dealerships, they're going to upcharge you, but not rockauto. So check them out today. And whenever you go to rockauto.com, tell them Lockdown sent you in the how did you hear about us box, and they'll know what to do from there. Rockauto.com, amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts that your car will ever need. Visit rockauto.com. And once again, tell them Lockdown sent you in the how did you hear about us box. So we are back on Locked on Thunder, the only daily podcast about the Oklahoma City Thunder. Subscribe wherever you get your podcast from. When this show is over, check out Locked on Fantasy Basketball. When you need fantasy basketball advice, it's important that you have a reliable source. More people trust Josh Lloyd, host of Locked on Fantasy Basketball, than any other fantasy basketball podcast. Subscribe to the number one fantasy basketball podcast, Locked on Fantasy Basketball Podcast, wherever you get your podcast from, including the radio Dot com app. I want to talk now about Mike Muscala, who just shot the nets off, lit the nets on fire, got the nets out. Something about nets and shooting well. Muscala did that. Muscala was awesome in this game. He goes five for nine. The Thunder had two players hit four threes, Tail Maldon and Darius Baisley they did not win the Money Ball of the Game award. That went to Mike Muscala, who drained five of them on his way to 21 points. In this game, Muscala was one of your biggest sources for points. I mean, he's your second leading scorer behind SGA. And Mark Dignott made the adjustment to close with Mike Muscala. When this game was still competitive and close, whenever SGA returned, Mark Dignott made the decision to close with Muscala. And that was a, a big one for him. And that really gave the Thunder a fighting chance. And, and in this game, the Thunder bench unit did not do what they've typically done in this game. Whenever SGA finally could come back in the fourth quarter after resting, the game was already out of hand a little bit. They were down 10, but they still had eight minutes left. And then of course I got down 15 with six minutes left and the rest was history. But the Thunder bench had typically done a good job of keeping this a much closer gap for Shea to come back middle of the fourth quarter and make the comeback and win a game for Oklahoma city. But that was not the case tonight. But again, Mike Muscala was really good off the bench. I don't know that he's playing himself into being an asset at the deadline and being somebody that teams want to trade for, but here's a center that can that can shoot, that can set good screens, that can be a, a nice passer, not a great one, but a nice passer, especially considering the five position, especially considering he's a backup five, be a nice little passer and play solid enough defense. He's not a defensive threat by any means, but he stays in position. He doesn't get exposed and just abused out there where he's played off the floor. So maybe a contender wants that, maybe not, who knows, but Muscala had a really good game in this contest. But overall, the Thunder had some careless turnovers in this game. They lost their legs late in the fourth quarter, and the Grizzlies were just doing everything that they could do to deny SGA, including on inbounds passes. They were trying their hardest to deny SGA inbound passes. like They were playing him so tight and double-teaming him and, and leaving Whoever they were on, it didn't matter. And that's part of why the Thunder were able to get some good looks from beyond the arc is that any time that SGA would step a foot inside the perimeter, guys were collapsing on them. They didn't care who they were leaving. It could be Mike Muscala, who's a really good three-point shooter. It could be anyone else. They didn't care. They wanted to stop SGA. And SGA was able to stand up to that challenge, and he played 32 minutes his first game back. And he says after the game to us in the media that He feels 100%. His knee feels perfect at 100%. He's good to go. And I think that you're going to see him get more into a rhythm moving forward. Now, Darius Miller in this game had some critical fourth quarter minutes on his way to just nine minutes overall. But at each point in this game, he was just grabbing his finger. Like he was just holding his finger. There was tape on his finger. I wonder if he's kind of got a hurt finger, a dislocated finger. I'm not quite sure on that, but it was something I noticed throughout the game. that just holding onto his finger the entire time that the that the action had stopped, right? Like during the plays, he's not really doing it. But after the whistle each time, he's holding onto his finger. I wonder if there's kind of a lingering injury there, but it didn't really affect his shooting. He still shot the ball pretty well. This one going one for one from beyond the arc and was his only touch of the game. And he picks his spots very well to knock down that three-point shot. He's a reliable three-point shooter in this league, especially in his limited capacity. Cause it's so hard to be that reliable three point shooter whenever you only get nine minutes a game. So he's been a really nice player to watch for the Oklahoma city thunder and Mark Degnot in this game also used like two or three timeouts just to ice the free throw shooter, which I thought was hilarious. Like maybe this is going to be a trend for him moving forward, but it was nice to have SGA back and they're going to continue to get more rhythm with them moving forward. They've got the Milwaukee bucks on Friday, Whenever Al Horford will likely return, we'll break down that game. We'll talk about Ty Jerome and the Oakland City Blue tomorrow on Friday, and we'll do a lot more stuff, including Stock Watch Friday on tomorrow's show. So subscribe wherever you get your podcast from. We'll end this game that we always do with the MVP of the game. MVP right now. You the real MVP. MVP. I think that the MVP of this game has to be T.L. Maldon. He was awesome tonight, and we've ran through it all before, but the poise that he plays with as a 19-year-old is very special. He's got the goods. He simply's got the goods for the Oklahoma City Thunder. The mock headline tonight, are you ready for the most cheesy segment in all of Thunder podcasts? The mock headline, oh my god, Morant earns triple-double in Memphis win. Okay, we'll move on now. The bet of the day outcome, I bet Oklahoma City plus seven and a half. And in this game, the Thunder lost 122 to 113. So even the Taylor Jenkins ejection and free throws could not save my bet. I have lost that bet. And the money ball pick, I had SGA. I thought that he would just explode from beyond the arc in his first game back. But Mike Muscala takes the cake with five three-pointers in this game game. Be sure to check out Locked on Thunder wherever you get your podcasts from and follow me on Twitter at Radlan underscore styles. Follow the show on Twitter at Lothunderpod. Email the show Lothunderpod at gmail.com. Tune back in tomorrow as we do Stockwatch Friday where we're buying and selling storylines and players from around the NBA and preview the Milwaukee game as well as recap what's happened so far in the G League bubble with the Oklahoma City Blue. So be good and be good to one another. We'll see you next time on Locked on Thunder.